Hello and welcome to the Church Society podcast. I'm Ros Clark, I'm the Associate Director of Church Society and I'm your host here on these podcasts. And today I am here with our two newest members of Church Society staff uh, who I'm going to ask to introduce themselves. So us who you are, uh, what do you do for Church Society, what do you do the rest of your time? Hello, uh, my name is George Crowder. I'm now Regional Director of Church Society for the North and the Midlands for one day a week. And the rest of the time, I'm vicar of St. John Over, which is in the Chester Diocese in a place called Winsford. And I'm Mark Wallace. I'm the vicar of two churches in the Colchester Town Centre. Uh, like George, I'll be working for a few hours each week as a regional director, but for the south. And that'll be stretching from East Anglia all the way down to Cornwall. Uh, we've been in Colchester for seven years now. Uh, we is myself, one wife and four kids. There we go. And I think also one wife and four kids, is that right? Indeed, yeah. Um, so it's very exciting um, for us at Church Society to be expanding our staff in this kind of way. Um, what sort of things are you going to be doing? We've not had regional directors previously. We have uh, Lee, who's director, and, and then me as associate director. Is this a new role, expanding our work? George, tell us some of the things that you hope to be doing. I think the clue is in the title. I <laughs> um, hope to be working particularly in the regions, connecting with people where they are. So I, I shall be travelling, I expect, quite a lot. Yes, I mean, we say regional directors. As you notice, we only have two. So those are quite big regions, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> and as I hope to meet with um, regional leaders, with regional groups, uh, to find out, first of all, to find out what's going on, what, what, what people are experiencing in their churches, how churches are growing, uh, what the good things are, and also to find out some of the challenges that, that uh, ministers are facing in, uh, in churches in, in their diocese. And there will be a lot of variation in that. And I think we need that picture. We need to know what, what people's real concerns are. Things are moving at a pace in our denomination. Mm. Everyone has real concerns. I don't know necessarily what they are, because we all know what they are. But we're in different contexts and different situations. Some of us in rural, some of us in urban, some of us in turnaround churches, some of us in long-established conservative evangelical churches, some of us in big churches that are just a bit woolly around the edges. All, we're in different situations. And I yeah. want to find out what that's like and to get a, a good picture mm. uh, of... of of what the Church of England parish is like now, then using that kind of information, that kind of knowledge to, to get an idea of how we contend. Right. So there's a sort of initial step, which is a lot of information mm -hmm. gathering. It's easy, I think, isn't it, to to look at the Church of England as evangelicals. And, you know, there are, there are some churches that we've probably all heard of and there are sort of bigger churches that we might know about. But actually, not all of us know, and most of us don't really know, where are the good, faithful gospel ministers mm. in small towns and villages and unglamorous suburbs <laughs> and and so on all around the country? Um, and, and just kind of knowing where those people are, knowing what they're doing and knowing, therefore, what they need and how we can support them is yeah. really uh, sort of a, a fundamental thing. Mark, just uh, give us an idea. So that, George has talked a lot about that sort of networking uh, part of the job which obviously will also be part of your job what else uh, are you going to be doing 
Initially, there'll be a lot of uh, research, there'll be a lot of listening, that will involve a lot of travelling, a lot of speaking on the phone and so on and so forth. Almost immediately, though, it's become clear that there are at least a couple of very significant issues that we are facing. Even if they're different in different deaneries and different dioceses, the the issues are still there. One is uh, a uh, a lot of people who are isolated either geographically isolated or for different reasons they may be very close to other good church networks but not able to feed into them or feed off them uh, and are in desperate need of support. Hmm. Um, I think we're we're very conscious that that is the case in rural areas. I think what is becoming quite clear is that that's also the case in urban areas in ways that perhaps, well certainly I hadn't expected quite so much uh, at all. So there's a, there's a lot of work to be done there in terms of uh, supporting ministers, um, supporting churches, supporting lay leadership in particular uh, in contexts where people feel isolated, they feel uh, there aren't that many evangelicals around, that there isn't that much support available. Uh, the second is um, we are conscious that there are a number of folk, uh, clergy, who are saying for reasons that are entirely understandable, that they have now had enough of the Church of England, and for reasons of conscience, they feel they now have to leave. We understand that, and uh, matters of conscience are are difficult and they are personal, and and different people will make their decisions in in different ways at different times. However, I, I do want to encourage people to stay and contend and fight for as long as possible. Uh, and it, with that in mind, while we're aware of a trickle of folk who are leaving the Church of England, we do want to try and make sure that that trickle doesn't become a flood. And so part of it is, again, working with networks and with individuals, talking through some of the issues that people face uh, week by week, synod by synod, uh, APCM by APCM, uh, how people can engage more effectively with, with their bishops, with their diocese, in their DEF, uh, in whatever network they find themselves, in such a way that, well, we hope in 10 years' time to have more godly clergy in the Church of England rather than less. Yeah. Mm. Wouldn't that be great? Um, George, your, uh, you mentioned your parish uh, that you're incumbent of is in Cheshire, in Chester Diocese. Mm-hmm. Just give us um, an idea of, of how that networking happens within Chester Diocese. I know that there's been a quite a long-standing yes. organisation of, of clergy. Just tell us what goes on there. There has been a, a network of, of uh, ministers in Chester Diocese for, well, over 20 years. Uh, that group has uh, had ebbs and, ebbs and flows uh, in its form and in its name as well. It is now a thriving group of uh, 30 or 40 individuals, 30 churches, represented um, and that's through a concerted effort by a, a, a cluster of us in the, at the center of it to to make sure it works uh, we've encouraged fellowship in in lots of ways really for fellowship's sake and, and I've, I've, I've have been criticized for that so saying well you need to have a purpose to fellowship but actually need, there is a point of building fellowship between churches simply to have that fellowship to support the ministers in their, in their ministries. Mm. Um, it, I would not have been able to keep going in a turnaround church right. if I didn't have that fellowship. And in a sense, that's probably why I work so hard in trying to, um, to help the Chester Association 
take the next leap forward that he did mm. because I knew I needed it mm. so badly. And there are a number of others, I think, around your diocese who are in similar kind of turnaround, yes. small, rural yes. churches, the kind of places that we really want to um, yeah. encourage and support. And that's been a helpful... It, it's been helpful. We still haven't got it right. We do have a special group for those, an interest group for the, for the half a dozen uh, revitalising churches and their ministers. Uh, but we have a fallout rate as well. Yeah. And we need to learn from that. We, it, it is a really important ministry. To reform the Church of England is a job that is slow and needs doing one parish at a time. Yeah. And every time we turn around a parish, we're claiming lost ground uh, for, for the gospel. Yeah, uh, it, and it's such a powerful thing. It's a great thing to do, but isn't it? But it's difficult, and it's it takes a long time. Yes, and often more difficult and takes longer than the sort of splashier new church, new church plant starting from scratch. Those so actually, are also difficult. They, they are also <laughs> difficult and do sometimes uh, fail, and yeah. it's very hard. But uh, actually, yeah, I think we shouldn't underestimate the the value, but also the. Uh, struggle that there can be to go into a, a parish that's yeah. not had an evangelical ministry um, and do yes. something new and different there. There are specific things that we need to learn about it and we are still learning in order to support ministers in mm. that situation. Mark, just give us an idea of, of the church, uh, the two churches that you're in and what that's been like over the last seven years. Uh, we moved in 2012. Uh, when we arrived, well, before we arrived, I think, had the schools, uh, had the churches been schools, they would have been put in special measures um, <laughs> for different reasons. <laughs> one, one of the churches had an evangelical heritage and uh, wonderfully there were good, faithful, praying folk there who had been praying for a godly minister to come. I mean, they got me instead, but they'd been praying for someone to come and <laughs> preach the gospel. And uh, the response there has been really very positive indeed. Um, I can't say that of both churches, and, and that is one of the tragedies that we're working through within the benefits at mm. the moment. Um, but what we have seen is that uh, when you can get evangelical ministers into Anglican parishes, if those ministers are in a position to be able to put down roots and to plough on, to just keep going to plod 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 year after year you can see real solid fruit mm. um, it has been a battle um, my wife and I have looked at, at each other many times over the years <laughs> and wondered whether enough is enough uh, but by the grace of God we are still uh, yeah. plodding on and we will continue to do so for as long as the Lord leaves this door open and seeing some fruit uh, as you do that I think one of the things you you uh, sort of touched on there that is a real struggle uh, for a lot of people is the multi-parish benefice or the, the joint benefice or the team ministry. And, and in lots of these places where there are smaller churches, mm. um, that is increasingly common mm. that people are having to minister in, in more than one congregation. And the, the struggle of that, I guess, well, there's tell us what that's yeah. like. There's something very schizophrenic about moving between two very different churches, two very different congregations, mm. and seeking to minister in two very different parish networks. Um, yes, that, that has been hard, and I won't pretend I've got any oh. easy answers to share. A lot of it is relational, um, and that is always the case. So the longer you stay somewhere and mm. the more you try to love and to serve those you're working with, the more that you can start to make some sort of headway, whatever the, the background has been. Um, but yes, it, it is mm. very hard. 
yeah. Um, George, you, I mean, you talked about the Chester Association and how helpful that's been. I know one of the things that both you and Mark mm. uh, are going to be working towards is helping um, areas where there's perhaps not an existing mm. uh, regional network like that or where there's one that, that sort of slightly fallen into abeyance gets started. Just give us um, uh, an indication of the kind of way that you'd like to see that happen. What should people do if they are in an area where there isn't a group or they feel like their group's not really going anywhere, what kind of help can we be giving? Um, well, well, first of all, get in touch with Mark or I, because we'd love to hear from you. Um, meeting with people who are in uh, the diocese, I, I'm looking for people who perhaps are leading a group or would like to lead a group or are concerned about a group starting. That would be the first step. Uh, there are groups that are, are, are meeting and, and are working in some ways and, and not in others. And, and uh, hearing about that would be, would be very helpful. Yeah. I, do, I can't stress the importance of uh, fellowship between local churches. Um, it's all over the New Testament. It's why epistles are written. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. it is, and it, it's also that the DNA uh, of our Anglican heritage, really. Uh, you know, we have mm. a Reformed doctrinal basis, but there are other Reformed doctrinal bases. Our Episcopal polity, and that is the collegiality between ministers uh, and the, inter the interaction between churches, local churches in fellowship with each other for accountability uh, and for support is at the heart of it. And when that sort of starts to break down, uh, like it has because of the, the hierarchy making mm. various areas, we don't give up on it. In fact, it, it is our best best weapon, our best support and our, our, strong, our stronghold to, to keep going, to contend for gospel ministry. So it is kind of a baseline that I think is really important. And if things do go really, really wrong, we need to stand together uh, and delineate ourselves and be distinctive together because if we try and stand alone... Mm. It's 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 a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So one of the things um, that we uh, have tried to do at Church Search and, and continue uh, to try and do is to support uh, local groups, whether that's clergy or lay people, whether that's an, a, a sort of officially organised group or just a um, collection of people feeling strongly about a particular mm. issue, to know how best to respond to things that are mm. going on in their area. So. You know, a diocese does something stupid, a cathedral does something. A national response sometimes is helpful from us centrally at Church Society, but mm. often what's more useful is um, a response from people within that diocese or mm. within that region. I know last year um, in my diocese in Litchfield, uh, there was an ad clarum which required a response mm -hmm. um shall we say and it was very interesting I was at a follow-up meeting to that with the bishop and various others and he said he'd had all kinds of responses to this ad clarum but he was very clear that he gave far greater weight to those that had come from people within the diocese mm -hmm. than those that were people just writing from mm -hmm. from all over the country so one of the things that we think is really valuable is that kind of local response and that uh, response within a diocese where there are, are relationships mm. where people are known and recognised but if we can be doing more to mobilise those networks and to help people yeah. know how to respond or even who to write to about a particular thing um, and empower more people to get involved in that kind of way yeah and it's worth acknowledging that there is a cost to this so it 
it, it is costly to take time out of your diary to go and meet with other mm, ministers. Yeah. It, uh, there are always a dozen things that might be more tempting to do at any one time. Uh, similarly, if we're going to be uh, making a stand, it may involve putting our head above a parapet in a way we don't particularly want to. We'd much rather that somebody else did it. Equally, mm. that somebody else may well be feeling that they'd rather that we did it. Uh, so there will be a cost to it. Uh, but yeah, we yeah. need to encourage people to, to, be, to be talking together, to be fellowshipping, to be building those relationships. Um, and that doesn't even have to be in formal meetings. So yes. actually just getting together and have a coffee with somebody, having a meal together. Um, if you walk a dog, walk a dog mm. with somebody else that yeah. you can be talking with or while just, you walk a dog. Just knowing somebody who you could phone up if you needed to on a day mm. to have advice. And I think that, that standing up and putting your head over the parapet is definitely easier if you know you are not the only person doing that. And so part of the value of the network and the fellowship mm -hmm. is that when there is that crisis, you can you can phone up each other or email each mm -hmm. other and say, look, I'm going to write. Is anyone else going to write? OK, we're all going to write or whatever it is. Yeah. And I think quite often we assume as well that other churches are stronger than we are. Mm. So it is best left to them because we're peculiarly weak. Uh, now, that may be the case in a few instances, but, <laughs> but my experience of talking to a lot of folk has been, keep, we are stronger than we think, and often we are weaker than we think. Um, we need to be willing to look for who we can serve, rather than to expect others necessarily to serve us. Yeah, and we all have a strong God, so... We have to appreciate, too, that not everyone can make exactly the same response, but they might want to feel part of the, the same response. So across Chester Diocese, there are, I mean, there are some churches that have been able to pass a resolution uh, on, on women bishops. There are some churches whereby they need to be very careful what they say about anything. Yes. Uh, but, but the ministers are reformed, uh, conservative evangelicals, and they, they are part of the Chester Association. Yes. The Chester Association can make a response to the Chester Association, and they can take part in that as in the way that they feel appropriate to their situation, but still have a way of expressing their orthodoxy that's yeah. open to them. Uh, whereas we don't want the situation whereby it's only an avenue open to a certain kind of church with yeah. a certain kind of standing. It needs to be avenues for everyone to express their conscience, but at the same time stay in difficult the situations which are, uh, maybe need a long-term ministry to turn around. Yes. Yes, that's right. I think, you know, we do want to encourage more uh, clergy and inevitably, I think, is going to be the case that more clergy are going to uh, end up uh, in non-evangelical parishes doing that sort of turnaround ministry. But it takes time, it takes time uh, even to get church wardens and PCC who will be supportive mm. of what you're doing, let alone a sort of wider uh, sense within the congregation. And you can't therefore take certain sorts mm. of action which require your PCC to make a, a decision or, you know, require your congregation to come alongside you. And so how we then yeah. um, help people in those different kinds of situations, um, both by virtue of size, but also the, the state yeah. of, of the spiritual nature of the congregation. You need to have an eye to the, mm. the well-established large churches yeah. as well. Those are fragile in a different way. They have a great responsibility to kind of be the backbone and support the weaker churches but they are very open to controversy uh, and to you know powerful people having having a lobby uh, and and very difficult to steer through some doctrinal issues sometimes uh, and to for them 
to feel that sense of support uh, and responsibility to stay on track, that's also important. We, mm. we all need each other mm. in different ways. So I'm really excited. I think, um, I mean, I hope as you're listening to this, you're starting to see how some of what George and Mark are going to be doing is really expanding uh, the work of Church Society. It's not just taking on, you know, it's not just so that Lee and I will, will now just be able to sit back and put our feet up and, and go on a holiday. Um, you know, we're really seeking to support uh, churches much more than we have been able to do uh, in the past mm. and uh, as George says uh, and Mark if there are things you think they could be doing usefully for you uh, in your local area then please do get in touch uh, and we'd love to see what we can be doing uh, for that. Um, one of the things uh, that we do uh, like to do at Church Society in terms of resorting and supporting is is our publications ministry and George I know that you've been working on something uh, are working on something. I'm not sure when when this is going to come out, but just tell us there's a there's a plan for a book which relates to some of what we've been talking about, isn't there? A seed was sown for an idea. Yeah, that, that may <laughs> just be about to possibly germinate, uh, but it is much needed. It is it is a book on turnaround churches in in the Church of England, and this ministry of going into a church that is either non-evangelical or is really struggling in some way and turning it around. And because there's so many different kinds of, of turnaround situation and and that's quite different from doing a turnaround ministry in the free church, I think it's a desperately needed book. And we are we are just at the start of planning it. OK, fine. <laughs> well, watch this space, but don't hold your breath, perhaps, for that. Um, great. Perhaps if I could just ask both of you to think, um, you know, we, we do uh, pray regularly, uh, for the work of church society through our, our prayer diary and so on, but we don't always have a chance to give a lot of detail about that. So maybe if there are just a couple of things you'd love people to be praying uh, for you and for this sort of new aspect of uh, ministry going forward, uh, we'd love to hear those. Uh, Mark. Thank you. I, I think I'd point to a couple of things. One is simply um, a, a wise use of time. Mm. Um, I, I'm only doing this a few hours a week. I do have significant responsibilities in the parish. Um, pray for the Colchester Town Centre work um, and please pray for me that I will know uh, what I should be focusing on at any one point. I think that would be that would be a key prayer need. The second, I think, is uh, I think it would, it would be great to pray with the long term in view. Um, mm. Where where will the um, where will the evangelical witness in the Church of England be in ten years' time? Um, and let's be praying that just in a small way that the work that George and I are doing can be shoving that, nudging it perhaps, um, in a positive direction. We, we don't want to see people uh, leaving the Church of England unnecessarily. We don't want to see churches weakened unnecessarily. Uh, we don't want to see that the gospel light dimmed unnecessarily. So perhaps there are ways in which we might see stronger churches. We might see stronger networks. And we might see a bolder, clearer gospel call uh, in and around some of these churches that we're working with. Um, at the moment, it's still early days to say exactly what that will involve. But do please be praying, not just for the next uh, next couple of weeks or the next couple of months, but let's pray with a long-term view. Great. Thank you. Really helpful. George, anything that you want to add? People can pray for you specifically or the work more generally. Well, I thought all that Mark said there was great. Um, <laughs> and I agree with all of that. Please pray for partnerships between churches and pray for Mark and I as we 
seek to connect with those partnerships and pray that we would be an encouragement uh, mm. to, to strengthen those partnerships uh, or to help build them if they need uh, mm. building. I think they're really important. Um, and, and secondly, if I'm allowed to, like Mark had, yes, certainly. Uh, please uh, pray. I do have a, a, a great concern for, for those ministers who are in the small turnaround uh, rural sort of situations uh, and maybe feeling isolated. Yeah. Um, pray for them and pray that we connect with them and, and they, they do feel supported. Great. Thank you. Well, we will certainly be praying uh, for both of you and for those uh, things that you've uh, mentioned as we look to the future. And I'm excited, certainly, to see uh, how God is going to use uh, the two of you and to grow uh, the work that we're doing um, and to see how uh, gospel ministry in the Church of England can be uh, not only guarded, but but enabled to flourish uh, in the years to come. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. We recorded that conversation in the Church Society offices in Watford. And I apologise for all the squeaking and banging and noises in the background. That's why, well, it's one of the reasons why we don't usually record in the Church Society offices. Um, but I hope you were able to hear the conversation anyway. And I hope you're um, as excited as I am about the potential for expanding the work that Church Society is able to do through these new members of staff, both of them obviously continuing with their main job, incumbents in their various churches, uh, but able to give around about a day a week each uh, to help us in this work. That doesn't come at no cost, of course. We do rely at Church Society not only on the subscriptions that our members uh, pay each year, which cover uh, the cost of membership, more or less, uh, but also on the generous donations uh, that people make above and beyond uh, their subscription payment. Uh, that enables us to do things like take on uh, George and Mark uh, and to um, grow our ministry in those kind of ways. If that's something you think you'd like to contribute more towards, uh, you'll find a donate button on the website uh, and instructions there of how you can make either one-off or regular donations to our work. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. As always, do share uh, the podcast with those you might think you think might find it interesting, and do tune in again this time next week. <laughs> <laughs>